So in, in some cases, yeah, they do play with the scale. And there are other examples of some of the most famous landmarks in the world. For instance, the Eiffel Tower. Isn't there a Chinese version of that, too? Again, several Chinese versions of the Eiffel Tower. One of the most famous was one that was also in Hangzhou that I think was a two-thirds scale replica of the original. And it was on the Champs-Élysées Square in the middle of this huge development that really felt like Paris. You had you know these beautiful townhouses with the black tile roofs and the fountains. But what's interesting there is they actually had thrown together all of these different landmarks from France into one place. So you had on the one hand the Eiffel Tower and the very Parisian apartments, but then you also had the Arena of Nîmes, which is from a different part of France, and gardens from Versailles. So, you know, there's just a little bit of remodeling that goes on just to be sure that they've got all the greatest architectural hits of French architecture in one place. (laughs) So to take that one example of this little France in the city of Hangzhou, Is it private developers who are doing this? Is this a government operation? Who actually is making these copies? So it varies from place to place. In this case, it was, I believe, a private developer who had gotten some cooperation and help from local government officials. And you find that a lot. One of the most incredible examples of this duplitecture movement was in Shanghai. And this was called the One City, Nine Towns Plan. And here... They were decided to build 10 satellite cities around Shanghai, each in the architectural style of a different European country. And this was spearheaded and financed by local government officials. One official, actually, that turned out to be quite corrupt and was later ousted from the Communist Party. But nonetheless, this was a, you know an effort by the state to actually build these massive replicas of England, Germany, Spain, and so on and so forth. So you find both kinds. You know, I actually found in in my trips, I went to over two dozen of these replica communities. The ones that had been built by private developers, like Vanka, tended to be more thriving and bustling than those that had been built by local officials or state-owned enterprises, you know, this sort of marriage between the private and public developers. And I think part of that had to do with the fact that the private developers spent a lot of time doing market research, studying the location, really making sure that the buildings that they were putting up would serve a market need. On the other hand, a lot of the government-sponsored developments have really remained these ghost towns, completely uninhabited, huge, sprawling developments that have maybe a handful of people living in them. Oftentimes, they're completely sold out, but no one's there. And, and that has to do with the fact that oftentimes the officials didn't take into account the, the infrastructure, how people were going to get there, the location, and didn't really put all the investment necessary to be sure that there would be schools and businesses and supermarkets and all of that. So in this case, I do think, as opposed to focusing on location, 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 you find the the government developers instead thinking about imitation, imitation, (laughs) imitation. In China, copying can be an end in and of itself. There's something remarkable and prized about the ability to create a convincing literal copy of something else. A good copy can be seen as an indication of mastery or skill. It's not a sign of a lack of innovation by any means. Hmm. All of this raises the question of why are people doing this? I mean, why are the, the private developers creating whole communities? Why are people wanting to live in a copy of the White House, for instance? What's, what's the appeal? I think that China, in an effort to show that it's making it big, has turned to faking it big. When China copies Paris, it's not meant as an homage to France. 
It's meant as a celebration of China's success. And that's on both a personal and a national level, if you will. One of the big parts of my research was going and speaking to the people that were living in these communities to ask them what was so appealing about a fake California or a fake England. And, you know, you find that people are turning to these copies of Venice or Versailles as a way of showing their cultural sophistication. It's a very immediate, branded way of showing off what they've attained. I think a lot of the Chinese residents have chosen places that are instantly recognizable as high-class, famous landmarks that were made for the rich and famous, whether it was the president of the United States or the king of France. It's so complicated, though, China's relationship with the West. On the one hand, there's this admiration for what the West has accomplished. And yet there's also historically a lot of resentment. I'm a fan, for instance, of Chinese martial arts movies. And anything set historically 100 years ago, there is always sort of one of the the storylines. There are the nasty Western imperialists and the local homegrown hero has to kick them out. And so it would seem that you'd have both these things going on at the same time. China obviously has a history of having...